was both dumbfounded and highly honored. The article began, quote, with nothing more than his faith in the Saturn sales process, end quote. And it went on to tell how a former minister sold a lot of cars honestly and ethically. Welcome to the Miles and the Markers podcast. I'm Gene Gurley, the author of the book of the same name. And I've been delayed a little bit because it's allergy season and my voice has been somewhat challenged by that. But I am sitting outside today again. It's pretty warm out here in the Phoenix area today. You may hear a little noise in the background. That's a mister blowing a little bit of mist on me and I'm not too worried about it because as long as you can hear what I have to say that's the most important thing in terms of getting the message of cross to you we're on uh, mile 21 gain new skills while waiting for the call and I believe this is episode 22 and in the past few chapters I've talked a lot about the process of achieving my goal. Uh, the book is broken down into 52 segments, or actually more than that. I think it's 54 <laughs> if I actually look at it because there's a few added uh, things. There's actually 55 miles in the book. But uh, I've broken it down along my journey within automotive uh, that took me through retail and into becoming a trainer for Saturn and I'm kind of walking through that here and the next step in the process was the finance department and this is kind of a short mile so one of the things I thought I'd do is add a little bit more to the end of this podcast from things that have really been on my heart and you may have noticed if you follow me on LinkedIn and you've seen some of my posts that I've transitioned quite a bit from focusing on automotive or fixed ops or really business-related topics to linking a lot of that into spiritual things and biblical things and things that Jesus had to say, which, frankly, I do in the book as well. But it's just what's been on my heart lately. And I'm just being authentic with you right now I'm battling because of recent things that have gone on with where I want to go with my life. What's the next mile for Gene Girdley? Uh, as a lot of you know, I'm an ordained minister. I have a heart for people. I'm evaluating what is best for me and my family right now with a lot of things that are going on. So I thought I would add a little bit to the end of this mile by doing a reading from the Book of Common Prayer. So once this is done, if you don't want to hear that, and you're done listening to the mile and the mile marker, hey, by all means, <laughs> just shut it off. You don't have to listen to it. But if you would like to hear that reading, then stay tuned because we'll get into that. But this is Mile 21, Gain New Skills While Waiting for the Call. The finance department was fun. 
there were more people more often, and it required some skills yet developed. There were days we would sell a car at midnight, and I wouldn't get home until 3 a.m. That's because we were required to balance the dock sheet before leaving the stores, so if it wasn't accurate, we stayed until it was right. It all worked out, though, because they gave me my own set of keys to the store. Now, you know, I was in my 30s at this time. So it wasn't like I was a young pup and I was married and had kids and um, I understood responsibility. So it wasn't odd for them to want to give me keys to the store, but it was kind of cool. You know, I mean, we're talking about a dealership that had 150 new cars inside the building. This was mostly an indoor store dealership. Our used car lot was on the outside of the store, and it only had about, oh, 30 used cars on the outside. But we had like 150 new cars inside. So I had the keys to this store, and I had tons of responsibility uh, for making sure that everything was locked up, for making sure that the lights were off, for making sure that the dock sheet was done. And, you know, there were math problems. <laughs> you know, I had to do... Uh, cross comparisons and and evaluating whether or not everything added up in more than one way. Those of you who do finance, you understand how that worked. Uh, making sure that all the contracts were in place and set in a file so that the business office in the morning could come and just take them. So there were times because, you know, we actually closed at nine, but those of you who are in automotive know that a customer could walk in at five minutes to nine and three hours later, they're finally getting into the finance department. Another hour later, and now I got to do the doc sheet. So um, that's just life in automotive. And it's always been that way. I don't know if the new way people are buying cars is going to change much of that. I would hope for the people who work in automotive that that would change because that's one of the reasons why people don't stay that long in automotive because it is kind of a stress on your time. Getting back to the book now, my role in the position of finance manager lasted about six months, which doesn't seem like that long of a time, but there's a good reason why it didn't last very long. One day the phone rang. It was Joe Jordan from Satter. We had kept in touch, but this call was different. It wasn't a job offer, but it was an opportunity that opened several doors for me. You see, Joe had recommended me to a magazine called Sales and Marketing Management in the October 1998 issue. Sarah Lorge wrote an article about me called Highway to Heaven. Now, what's kind of fun about this is that I recently connected with Sarah Lorge on LinkedIn. And I talked to her about that. And I said, hey, do you remember? And she said, yeah, I remember. So it was kind of fun to connect with her. Um, she's still writing and still editing and doing things like that. Of course, she's uh, not with that magazine anymore. But it was kind of fun to connect up with her. Now, this magazine was no one-off issue. In fact, Michael Dell graced the cover. And the issue was titled, quote, top 25 sales forces in America. 
And Saturn just happened to come in at number 13 out of the top 25 at the time. Now, when Joe told me he'd given my name to Sarah, I was both dumbfounded and highly honored. The article began, quote, with nothing more than his faith in the Saturn sales process, end quote. And it went on to tell how a former minister sold a lot of cars honestly and ethically. Now, I do want to go back to that quote. With nothing more than his faith in the Saturn sales process. I understood why she wrote it that way. I thought it was very clever. But for those of you who know me, <laughs> you know that's absolutely not the truth. Um, hey, the Saturn sales process is amazing, was amazing, is being practiced today more than any other process I know of in automotive because it works. There are other manufacturers that copied the Saturn sales process. There were college courses written about Saturn. It was something that a lot of people really respected at the time. And um, I'm not going to get into all the things I think I've mentioned before that it wasn't because Saturn ha had done something wrong that they failed. It was really a political decision within General Motors that caused them to decide uh, to move on from Saturn. So while the article alone didn't propel me into the automotive stratosphere, it did bring me a level of credibility that I had not yet achieved. My confidence and degree of certainty of being on track to reach my goal went into orbit. I'm not sure if it helped me land a position on Saturn's retail training team. Only Joe and the others who made the decision would know that for sure. One thing is certain, it didn't hurt. And now, the mile marker. Always improve your skills, and you'll be recognized because of it. Focus on the details to become the best you can be, then you'll be ready for whatever comes your way. And frankly, with respect to improving your skills, I have found that probably the most significant and consistent thing that has helped me achieve success has been a continued focus on improving myself. Always be learning, continuing to gain new skills. It's just been a thing that has been so beneficial to having me prepared so that when something comes up, I could step in and do it. And so I want to encourage all of you, if you want to move on in your career, don't wait. Decide where you want to go and determine what skills you need to get there and invest in them. Invest your time, invest your money, invest in practice, invest in role playing, invest in skills classes invest in mentorship, whatever it is, figure it out so that you'll be ready when that time comes. And that is the mile marker and the end of that mile for today's podcast. Now, I did mention that I was going to do an additional reading. So 
If you are not interested in this reading from the Book of Common Prayer, which is going to focus on general thanksgiving, gratitude, then go ahead and stop the podcast now. And I hope you have a great week. But this is a section of the Book of Common Prayer. And by the way, the Book of Common Prayer is designed for ministers and their congregations. And it's laid out so that they could follow a process for different holidays, for different sermons, for different messages. And then it also has a section on prayers and different kinds of prayers for different things. So it's very ordered, especially if you are not familiar with um, or confident in praying. It's a great book. In fact, I asked for this as a Christmas present one year, and one of our daughters, uh, thankfully, decided to bless me with this Book of Common Prayer. So I'm reading... If you happen to get the Book of Common Prayer from Oxford, page 836, General Thanksgiving, and it begins, Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us a task which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience, by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him at all times, and in all places, may we give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Well, I hope today that you've been blessed by this brief message. I hope you've been encouraged. I hope you've been challenged. I hope it's inspired you. And I pray for all of you who are listening that God would bless you with an amazing week this week. That you would learn, that you would grow, that you would be blessed with provision for all of your needs according to His riches and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And until next week, thank you for listening to the Miles and the Markers podcast.